0: a highly profitable real estate machine with explosive exponential growth that works harder for you than you work for it while living a life by design breakthroughs are all around you but you don't see them until now join jason williford here at the ultimate real estate machine as he converses with highly respected and world-renowned experts from inside and outside the real estate industry You'll discover proven business, marketing, and sales strategies that transform you into the most trusted, dominant, and influential expert in your market, the preeminent agent. Each episode brings you one step closer to the highly profitable and fulfilling real estate business that you've been longing for. Here's your host, Jason Williford.
1: I have a really special guest on today. Uh, he's the owner and the team leader of the Gusty Gulas Group, AKA G3. He's with EXP Realty, he and his team. His team is recognized both nationally and locally as Greater Birmingham, Alabama's number one team in homes sold since 2012. He's also Zillow and Google's top rated and most reviewed real estate team in his market. They've sold over 3,100 homes, over $670 million in volume. His team averages 70 times more than an average real estate agent. Uh, he's also highly recommended by several local rec- radio stations and former SEC football stars like Greg McElroy and Cole Kubilek. Without further ado, Mr. Gusty Goulas. How you hey, doing, brother?
2: I'm doing great, Jason. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it i 'm excited to have you
1: on i 've told you before that I absolutely adore Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the city i 've uh, lived there, ran a company out of the the area, and
2: I just really enjoyed that area and the people that live there. Well we need to have you back soon it's uh, we 've gone through a lot of revitalization over the last ten years, so uh, there might be some things that you would not even recognize now it 's been years
1: since i 've been there. Uh, uh, my favorite barbecue restaurant is Full Moon. So there's a quick oh, yeah. plug for Full Moon Barbecue in Birmingham, Alabama. It is Birmingham, pretty,
2: delicious. It's it close is to pretty you. delicious. But guess what? I need to introduce you to Saul's Barbecue. It's even that better. Is, that is one of my favorites. So. I,
1: I will go on a test. A food barbecue test tour
2: of Birmingham, Alabama. I o- would love only it. if I'm invited and we can have, uh, <laughs> you know, like a rib eating contest. <laughs>
1: oh, I love ribs, too. I'm pretty great on a green egg, actually. OK, well, the green egg does the work, uh, right. but I just manage
2: the green egg. There you well, go. Shoot, Mr. Uh, Gusty, uh, could you tell us more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my, obviously, my name is Gusty Goulis. I'm uh, right here in Birmingham, Alabama, and I've, uh, I'm married to to Katie, um, and we've got two kids, uh, Trip and Matt, So one's five and a half, and one is three years old. And so, um, personally, went to University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Uh, graduated there. And go the dogs!
1: <laughs> I know you, you got
2: us. You got us. We'll give you one. That's about it. Um, But, you know, I tell you what, you know, really ever since college, I've been in in real estate or something real estate related. I was in the mortgage business for a couple of years and then uh, found my way into real estate and um, uh, luckily uh, have have been successful in the real estate world, built a team up and, uh, you know, really we're, uh, you know, considered, you know, when people think of Birmingham, Alabama real estate, people think of uh, our team, which is uh, um, a, a beautiful thing for us as we continue to grow. That's wonderful. Uh, I've seen some of the biggest homes
1: that I've and I live in Miami Beach. I see mm-hmm. big homes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I've
2: seen some of the biggest homes that I've ever seen in my life in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, yeah. There's uh, you know, one of the probably top 10 largest homes uh, is in Birmingham. And it was built by uh, Mr. House. And uh, it's so I call it the house house. And uh, I, I mean, I think it, it really should have probably been like a bed and breakfast, it kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, it, it just a really stately home over in the Shoal Creek area. And so a lot of times uh, people recognize that as, because it was like a probably like an eight, nine million dollar home. And if you took that house and put it somewhere else, it'd be like a hundred million dollar home. <laughs> Two hundred million in <laughs> yeah. Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, uh,
1: and that's what this podcast is about. It's about building a machine that works harder and harder for you yeah. than you work for it and we all know that it just it doesn't start out that way it's something that you're building and i know that you're still building and you should always be optimizing the machine uh but you did an amazing job last year uh in 2021 uh, what did you end up with with volume and
2: transactions last year yeah we, this is our been our first year that we closed over 500 homes so we ended the year at 566 homes for 152 million in volume so we've been stuck for 3 years in that 400 uh, unit mark and so we were pretty pumped to uh, to get over 500 and now we're on our path to a thousand amazing job what do you what do you think was the game changer
1: that got you unstuck you know that's a great question which is crazy isn't it hey i sold yeah. an average at 400 homes a year but okay. i was stuck and i yeah. got unstuck and i sold 566
2: you know, I think a lot of it has to do with we're we're consistently developing our agents, and we're always trying to get them to the next level. Uh, we added more agents, so I think that helped get um, uh, kind of over that threshold. Um, our support staff is really the best in the business. We have some of our support staff that have been with us uh, four, six, eight years. And when you get into that kind of consistency, um, we've got some just amazing staff, amazing leaders, and um, and I, I tell you, our systems and processes are really good. And, um, and and even on top of that, we're always trying to get better. So I think when uh, when we bring in talent, we want to partner with really good people. We want to get them to wherever they want to go, and make sure that they you know their ideals. Uh, line with ours and um you know i think it's i think it's Ziggler. just a combination of everything um Ziggler. loves if you it if yeah. enough people get to where they want to go in life you're going to get to where you want you want to go no doubt no doubt yeah you know i mean think about this like every agent's different every every agent wants to uh, you know meet certain you know, whether it's unit or volume goals. And I've got people on our team that want to close 5 million. And I got people on our team that want to close 20 million. And mm-hmm. the way you coach and mentor them is completely different.
1: How, how would you say, how did you coach that agent that's looking to do 5 million uh, versus 20 million?
2: I mean, we just really bull- I mean, we just break it down. We break it, the numbers down and, and we, we just dive into what it's realistically going to take for them to do those numbers. Are they willing to put in the time, effort, consistency, follow-up, uh, to be able to do those kind of things. And then oftentimes most of them are not. Uh, and that's okay. Um, we just got to meet them wherever they're at. So, um, you know, and then I think a lot of times people, they don't realize what they actually can do without being pushed Mm. a little bit without being mentored a little bit. So, you know, oftentimes we'll be three, four, five months into the year. We're seeing where their numbers are at and just say, look, you know, if you put in just a little bit more, you can hit 10 million this year. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be a little bit cooler than 8 million? You know, that kind of stuff.
1: That, that's all, um, And that is what is amazing. And it's not just about the numbers. Hey, I did, and you know the deal. It's not just about, hey, I sold x amount of volume in real estate it's what's amazing is when we change someone's life that not only affects them as a real estate agent but affects their family affects their friends Uh, they're able to do more things for the community than uh, they were originally Uh, that's what that's one of the biggest things that i love is just changing someone's life that's why i do it yeah Uh, what made
2: you decide to build a team it really just came from, uh, excessive leads. Uh, so, uh, my first step was starting out with a part-time assistant and, you know, took off the things that I was not the greatest at, which was paperwork. And so we delegated that, that allowed me to sell more houses. And then it got to the point where I just had, luckily I was super, uh, super thankful to have more leads than I could handle, but I grew up in an entrepreneurial business, and my both of my parents were entrepreneurs, and I knew that we had to provide a great customer service experience. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, <laughs> we had to bring on more talent. And so we, we brought on our first agent. That worked out really well. And then from that point, we just kind of stair-stepped. And so it's not like we hired 10 people right out of the gate. I mean, we hired one, then we hired a couple of more, and then we just kind of stair-stepped. And, and, and just screw it that way. But it came from just a need of knowing I want to provide an excellent experience and uh, and also enjoy coaching and mentoring other agents. And so, um, you know, I always think that if you're not growing, you're dying. So, uh that, that and growing that's, or brown and dying yeah you know but uh but those are the main reasons customer service and uh being preeminent in the marketplace mm-hmm, for sure uh to external clients
1: being the the client the home sellers home buyers investors but being preeminent uh to your internal clients as well yeah that's that's awesome that you learned that from your parents what kind of work were they in
2: so my dad had, at one time, seven different restaurants at the same time, which was quite a juggle. So I grew up in the I restaurant like business. Uh, luckily, did not pick that. <laughs> and and, and then That's my a mom, crazy and I, industry, I'm sure. Oh, man. Uh, you know, you couldn't pay me to own a restaurant, I'll tell you that. Um, and then my mom had an antique store and consignment shop. And so, you know, it was really cool to grow up and, and learn from, you know, two of the best. And, uh, but they really instilled in me early on that, you know, you really got to provide a great experience and, and great customer service.
1: Love that. And, and my grandfather was an entrepreneur as well. And I think it's what it comes back most to me is going back to values. And that's a mental model that I have in my mind too, is, you know, just simply doing people Right. And mm-hmm. doing the right thing, you know, and yeah, am more. I doing things like my grandfather would do in business? Yeah. You know what I I'm like saying? So? Uh, just always checking uh, myself. Um, uh, what would you go back to? If you could go back in time and go back to your a brand new team leader, you mm-hmm. just uh, started a team. What would you go back and tell yourself to do
2: things differently? Buy houses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Buy houses. I love that.
2: Invest Um, more. Invest more, um, for sure. Um, You know, I mean, looking at actually being a team leader and and working with the agents, I would have created more systems and processes early on so that I would be able to use leverage even more. The machine. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, hey, I wanted to get get into... Uh, one of the chapters within the book, which are uh, huge marketing mistakes uh, that can cost agents a ton of money, and I'm paraphrasing that, Uh, but I want to get into marketing mistake number two, and there's 29 marketing mistakes uh, that real estate agents make uh, within this chapter, and I want to get into marketing mistake number two, which is falling victim uh, to doing what the rest of the herd is doing, uh, which is uh, how how many agents are in your local market?
2: I think at this point, we're at 4,600 and growing, I think, by the minute. Uh, I, I actually, I seen an article
1: in Real Trends like two nights ago, and it said that the amount of real estate agents in the industry is at a, at an all time high.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I know. When I was at NAR, we were at like one point five seven million in the United States,
1: and that's and that's just realtors, right? That's not real mm-hmm. estate that's agents. Right. Yeah, that's total. Wow. Uh, uh, And I was wrong. I thought the number was, uh, well, the number about a year ago was over 1.4 million. uh, But that's just the part that I had wrong is I thought that was real estate agents total, not just realtors. That's right. Um, And if you don't separate yourself, as I say, separate yourself from the herd, you're going to be a commodity within the industry. Uh, What are some things that uh, you do to not fall victim of just being a traditional real estate agent?
2: Man, I think that's an excellent question. I think you've got to be different so that people will recognize you. Like, first off, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a really weird name. Uh, so that's easily recognizable, <laughs> you know, comparatively speaking. But, you know, I, don't, I, watch, I'm, I consider myself a student of the industry, and I watch what people do all around the country. And so, you know, I just like to, um, you know, see what everybody's doing and doing what works. And so, you know, we've been early on to, to doing radio ads in our market. I've got my own radio show and love it's probably it. one of the most fun hours of the week that <laughs> I have. And, and what I love about that is it's even built some really good relationships. Um, What's some things that you cover in your radio show? So we do a local business spotlight, and that's Mm -hmm. one of our segments. And so we're able to get, you know, find out about new businesses. we have able to have uh, mayors, city council, uh, president of the housing authority. So we've grown it into being not only a real estate show, but really being about Birmingham. And so we'll we'll talk about new restaurants coming out. And so we're really just, you know, really first segment's really about me and my co-hosts like life. And real estate in the mortgage business. Second segment is about local business spotlight. Third segment, we talk about our open houses, our coming soons, our new listings, our buyer needs, our testimonials. And then fourth segment, it just kind of depends on how we're going with the flow. And so, uh, talking about, you know, it it almost goes back into uh, whoever our guest is for the week. But, you know, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to do something completely different than everybody else in the market. And we're trying to bring as much attention, not only to us as a brand, but our clients. And we want to get as many people on our website to get maximum exposure for our listings and get them the most money. And that's what separates us from the herd. Love
1: that, brother. Uh, And I love that, that on the because what I keep going back to is the number one principle to me in business is the strategy of preeminence. Uh, chapter four, the preeminent agent uh, being uh, the number one, most trusted uh, Expert in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing on that TV show is that you're educating uh, the entire local market on a great medium, obviously radio. Uh, and it sets you up as the authoritative expert uh, in the Birmingham area, the number one most trusted go to agent in the market. Um, I also love how you actually. Tie into one of the 217 predictable referral strategies that Jay Abraham and I have in Elite Agent Referral Mastery. One of those are expert interviews, mm-hmm. uh, and expert interviews, you're uh, you you're building strategic alliances uh, with local business owners. So not only Are you just being about Gusty? Uh, You're also being about those local business owners. So everybody that you're bringing on that show, uh, when they also that are authoritative influencers within the market, they also know who their number one go
2: to agent is. That's right. That's right. I'll tell you, for example, we. um, We've, we're big health. Um, UAB Health Systems is a, the biggest uh, employer in the state of Alabama. And so we have a really big health tech um, emerging out of Birmingham. And so our guest that's going to be on this coming Sunday um, is, is building this health tech company. And so he gets into how he's able to help patients, what he's doing to generate funding, and so, you know, we're bringing a spotlight on that local business which has the ability like, you know, potentially one day it could get acquired and could be a multi-hundred million dollar company and how cool would it be to say, hey, early on we had him at our uh, at our, you know, on our radio show. And it's
1: good forever. It's good It's the content library. Uh, It's an asset, your library, uh, whether it be video, audio, which I love video because when you capture the video content, uh, you can repurpose that content. Any way that you want, so it's pretty much the king, uh, king of content video. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can transcribe the video. You can uh, uh, get into words. You can uh, strip the audio out of, of it. You can uh, take a sixty-second spot and run that as you know one of your radio spots, etc. Uh, but wonderful job. I wanted to see get into marketing mistake number sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, which are all lead sources are created equal. And I know you're kind of past that in your business being that, do you, do you even know how, how much approximately that you have wasted in ineffective marketing through the years when you just didn't know what you didn't know? Oh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds, yeah, hundreds <laughs> of thousands, ditto, <laughs> We did, too. And that's probably you're just talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that you can track back into this campaign or that campaign not working. But when you put opportunity cost and opportunity cost being, uh, you know, how much is my average gross commission income worth per transaction. Okay, let's say it's $12,000. That's when the number really skyrockets of how much that marketing can lose. And marketing, uh, you know, it's not only the front end marketing, uh, the lead generation piece of it, it's also the conversion piece of it that if you don't have those conversion mechanisms uh, really dialed in, uh, you can lose a ton of marketing dollar uh, and opportunity expense Uh, so what what do you have to say is there was there a point like in your career that uh, you may have thought that you know hey uh, leads are leads and they're about equal and then was there like a come to Jesus that that happened within you something that triggered that uh, hey I really need to track and measure each one of these lead sources and know what's working what's not working
2: yeah. You know, I think the, if if you read any kind of marketing books or taking any marketing classes, I mean, you know, the rule number one, when you're doing advertising is you've got to try it for six months. And if you're not willing to try it for six months, you don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's probably more like 12 months, depending on what it is. I mean, when we first started radio, I don't think we had a, you know, our first phone call until month four. And then I don't think we had our first closing until month six and the cash so, conversion cycle. Woo, I mean, it was a heck of an investment, but you know, uh, you know, it's now we've been doing it for five years and now we're on four stations. I mean, really what you've got to do is if you're going to do it, you're going to, you're going to have to commit minimum six to 12 months. And then you've got to really look at what's your true return on investment. Cause there's some things that you can't tell. I mean, some are branding plays, but You know, some of the branding plays have to be you you can give indirect return on investment from those things. But, you know, nothing is created equal. There's going to be some things that work and maybe in two years they don't work or the company finds out that it works and they want more, you know, more bang for their buck and want more money. And and things change. Uh, But at the end of the day, you've got to, in my opinion, that's what we've done a really good job of is building our brand. And so you've got to build your brand and then get everything to whatever your command center is, whether it's your website or, you know, part of your sphere marketing campaigns or anything like that. And you've got to be willing to kind of test it, A-B test it. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to try different things, but but you've got to commit to at least six to 12 months. Love that. Uh, Wonderful
1: response. You mentioned... About tracking uh, and uh, reporting, you didn't actually say that, but I could tell by what you were saying you uh, that it. you do uh, track, report, measure your lead sources and the. The way I describe it is if you're not doing that, it's like flying an airplane and not having any instruments. There's just a point of time that you're going to fly the plane right into a mountain, especially if you have uh, some heavy duty, uh, heavy duty to you, whatever that number may be, marketing dollars going into campaigns. Uh, So what are uh, some suggestions that you'd like to give as far as tracking, reporting, and measuring uh, lead campaigns?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, um, you definitely need to track. I mean, we now listen to every phone call that comes in. And so if it goes, you know, to our, we don't have ISAs. So our leads go directly to our agents, but we have the ability to listen to those conversations. And so we're able to grade them, or we're able to coach our agents and and so that we can work towards increase in conversion and increasing our return on investment. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to track everything. So we know, we know how many uh, how many closings are coming from different lead sources. We know how many uh, leads that we're sending to title, to to insurance, to Morgan. tracking it all the way through everything. the funnel. Yeah, tracking everything. Yeah, you got to love it, brother.
1: You know, and that's one thing I've seen about you on uh, you're on my social media, you're on my Facebook. And uh, I see from time to time, not just your business, uh, but also you live a a great life uh, to you. If I'm reading you right, and I think I am. Mm -hmm. It's not just about business for Gusty. uh, It's about having a rounded life. It may not be a perfectly balanced life, but, you know, and I like to go back to. Zig Ziglar's will of life where there's eight spokes within the will. And just two of those spokes are business and finances. There's six more spokes. There's love, there's family, spirituality, etc. cetera. Uh, what, how, how has building a team that hopefully you don't have to work nowadays 90 hours a week in your business. And I'm probably sure you have done that in the past. Uh, hopefully you're not still doing that. How, how has your life changed since when you did, when, when you were an independent agent or when you were just starting to build your team?
2: You know, now kids changed everything, right? They do. Uh, <laughs> so Such a my, blessing. Oh, huge blessing. So five and a half years ago, and I'm now I'm looking at a picture of my kids on my, on my wall. But, you know, five and a half years ago, we had our oldest and, and basically my, my wife and I had a, a six month game plan for me to really take a step out of the business. So now, and it took a minute. And, um, and so I've had to learn how to really hand the baton off to, uh, mm-hmm. on listings and clients and buyers. Was that
1: hard to do from the get oh,
2: yeah, go? Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It was super hard, but I realize that I've got to be real focused and my job can't necessarily be about focusing on that one listing or that one buyer because I've got 27 agents, 11 support staff. Well, when you add those people up, you know, they've got spouses, they have kids. So every decision I make, (laughs) I mean, I have to think about, uh, you know, 90, 100 people. You're
1: serving, so, And that's that's where I think, um, you know, a lot of us, all of us, including we're just at a different place now than we were years ago. Right. A way to change agents thinking is that we are actually by trying to do everything and be everything we're actually unintentionally disserving everyone
2: mm-hmm. because good. if we're totally. focusing
1: all that attention on the listing, uh, we have these 20 agents out there that we're not
2: focusing yeah. uh, can't and coach actually, them and mentor them. Well, yeah. And the same thing for the client. So, so, so we'll come back and let me, let me kind of uh, circle around that loop. But, you know, now I'm usually home by 6 PM. I'm, ho- I'm at home on the weekends. And one of the big things I wanted to do was try to remove agent burnout. And I think agents get, you know, especially in a market like this, where, you know, Great you drop everything. So mm-hmm. what we created about three, four years ago is we have on-call weekends. Mm-hmm. And so our agents trade one weekend of showing for all of our team members to get three weekends off. I love and that. So in essence, we become love showing that. agents. And if one of the clients wants to make an offer, then the agent in charge will write the offer and handle everything. But That gives people some time off to be with kids, be with family, do laundry, go on vacation and have a life.
1: Which which goes back to that white glove experience, not just for your agents, but for the clients, too, because then you got an agent that's just charged and they're ready to rock. And Mm -hmm. uh, they have some downtime. They have some family time. They're uh, more happy. They're less stressed out. They're less frustrated, etc. So I love uh, what you did there. Wonderful yeah, idea you. yeah what's your favorite part of doing what you do uh, for your team, clients, and community? What makes it fun for you
2: uh yeah, I like seeing others succeed you know I feel like you know luckily i've uh, you know I've, I feel like I've made it in the business and um, and so now it's really about bringing other people on, so you know I, I feel like I've gone through the ego stage and and have shed the ego. Um, and so now it's about other people. And, you know, I think when, when you're, when you're a parent, you things do change. And so it's about helping other people and, and growing others. And I think that's, you know, a lot, a lot of it did change by being a parent. So I love coaching people. I love mentoring people and I love celebrating everybody's success. Love it, And, and even if they're not on my team, I still like uh, celebrating other success. There's a, at the end of the day, there's enough business to go around. Life gives to the givers and takes from the takers, period. Yeah, and, and takers don't work on our team, I'll tell you that. We, uh, You've, you've got to be a team player, you've got to be a giver, and, and the ones that have tried to come on our team that it was all about them just never worked out.
1: I got two last questions. First question, how do you know immediately, even in maybe the interviewing process, that someone's prob- probably not going to be a uh, fit for your team or they're definitely not going to be a fit. They don't listen
2: <laughs> in the interview, you know? Um, I think in an interview you need to talk about yourself, right? But we try to we try to ask tough questions where we want to learn about them personally. Uh, mm-hmm. What we have found is if we can really get to know somebody deep personally and we can help coach them on a personal level, then we can have them the best for their professional level. So I'm looking for people that are team players. Do they play in a team sport growing up? Mm -hmm. i look at their language. Are they talking about I, or are they talking about we? And then I try to test them during the process and seeing if they're truly realistic, you know, sometimes, and and some people just don't interview well. So I'm probably the person that likes to give more people an opportunity than they probably deserve, but. Me too. um, To a fault sometimes. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But, yeah, I'm just looking – I'm looking for good people. That's what it boils really down to.
1: Good humans. i trying to remember. It was in a book, and it may even be the title, title a Humble, Hungry, and Smart. I, I, and they don't I, have I'll to be a right. rocket scientist but have, yeah. you know, yeah. good common sense, obviously. I don't, I
2: don't really want a rocket scientist for real Oh, he, heck
1: no. In a sales <laughs> environment, uh, over-analytical uh, is not good. Right, And super-duper, like – a thousand percent logical, not good either yeah um, well shoot. what's the, uh, what does the future for uh, the gusty Gulas group look like
2: yeah man we, we've uh, we've had a goal to close a thousand homes since 2017 and so we're uh, we're making process and we're chipping away at that tree uh, and so a thousand homes is is really where we're geared for and who knows what's going to happen after that I'm really working on uh, just make an impact in people's lives. And one of my long-term goals is to work on affordable housing and, uh, and help in homelessness. Love so it. Those are, those are a couple of things that I'm working on, but you know, the, the team will continue to grow. And um, you know, I think again, if you're not growing, you're dying. So let's stay in growth mode.
1: I love it. And that's, that's one thing that changed
2: for me when I was uh,
1: sick in the hospital, almost died in late 2020 And my personal mission statement changed and it became really simple uh, that while I'm here on Earth, my mission uh, is to positively impact 10 million or more lives while I'm here directly or indirectly. Just being that, you know, hey, if I did just theoretically speaking, if I said something uh, to Gusty and Gusty went out and didn't even mention my name, uh, and didn't, maybe didn't even know it resonated that it came directly from me and he went out and impacted a million lives. I just got a million lives in my but, mission.
2: But can I challenge you on that? Yes, please. How do you quantify that?
1: I can, uh, or I can, but uh, as far as actually, and I thought about that, like how do I track that? And that's a. Hard number to track on that. You and I both being trackers, And yes, I, I think about crazy stuff like that. And that is like one of the, how do I track and measure that? Mm-hmm. Uh, be tough to track and measure, but obviously being on big stages my, uh will help me get closer to tracking okay. that. I like it. Uh, Agents on Fire TV show. Uh, it's going to be releasing the first episode in approximately two weeks or so, ten to fourteen days. Uh, that's a great platform. I have Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank on there. Uh, Jay Abraham, Michael Burnoff, Ben Gay the Third. He was Napoleon Hill's last protege. Uh, his book, The Closer, sold like over 12 million copies. So, you know, getting on more stages, hopefully the book uh, impacts more lives. Uh, That's one way to track that, I guess, by how many, you know, sales and how many people, which is hard to track that, how many people bought it and then how many people read it. You know what I'm saying? So so how do you track that, you know? uh, But hey, I do appreciate you uh, and I love what you're doing. For agents that are listening that may have referrals uh, in the Birmingham market, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, uh, easiest way. I I just tell people follow me on social media, Instagram or Facebook and reach out to us through our website, gustagoulisgroup.com and we'll take great care of their referrals. Love it, brother.
0: That's it for this episode of The Ultimate Real Estate Machine. May your real estate machine be extremely rewarding, fulfilling, and life-changing for you and all the people that you impact. Claim those skyrocketing results that you demand from your real estate business. Subscribe to the show for more content like this at ultimaterealestatemachinethepodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a positive rating. Thank you for joining us. See you on the next episode.